So the question is, how does one create, build, and protect and multiply your wealth in a global interconnected economy where change is happening rapidly and constantly and financial markets are rigged to benefit financial institutions and enrich corporate insiders? I've made it my mission to uncover how you can create, protect, and multiply your wealth in any economy and have interviewed the top investors and wealth experts for over three years. I share what I've learned from them and continue to learn on my journey. I'm MC Lobsher, and this is Cashflow Investing Secrets. Hello, everyone. MC Lobsher here, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Cashflow Investing Secrets podcast. This is the show where cash is not king. Cashflow is king. The show is brought to you by Swan Bitcoin. Um, you can go to swanbitcoin.com forward slash cashflow ninja and open your Bitcoin savings account. And when you use swanbitcoin.com forward slash cashflow ninja, you're going to get $10 in Bitcoin uh, to start your Bitcoin savings account. It's one of the best platforms that I've come across for Bitcoin savings and that I personally use. Um, everything Cashflow Ninja is at cashflowninja.com. It's the center of the Cashflow Ninja universe. Um, and you can find over 800 plus episodes of podcast episodes there, Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Investing Secrets. Uh, there's tools, resources, programs. And of course, you could grab a copy of my book, The 21 Best Cashflow Niches, available on Amazon or at cashflowninja.com. When you do, screenshot a proof of your purchase um, to my team at info cashflowninja.com. And we will give you access to uh, a digital version, an audio version, and a curated library of interviews that I did interviewing the Cashflow Ninjas, talking about these niches, um, and then also more bonus goodies. Available on Amazon.com, the 21 Best Cashflow Niches, or at CashflowNinja.com. Today, I want to talk about what is ESG investing. Is this important for an investor to understand what it is? how it kind of fits into the investment universe. Um, this has come up a couple of times in conversations with folks and actually came up in a discussion that we had on one of our community calls too. So I figured I'd do a quick show just talking about this for a little bit and, and sharing what it is um, and how does this relate or affect investors. Now, if you go to Wikipedia and you pull up ESG investing, you're going to see environmental, social, and corporate governance is an evaluation of a firm's collective consciousness for social and environmental factors. It's typically a score that is compiled from data collected surrounding specific metrics related to intangible assets within the enterprise. So there's three areas of ESG investing. So the first one is environmental. So companies are being looked at from an environmental standpoint. And how a company or industry performs as a steward of the natural environment, meaning how green are they? Social, how a company manages relationships with its employees, suppliers, clients, and communities. And of course, governance, how a company's board and leadership handles executive pay and shareholder rights. So those are essentially the three criterias. Now, based on these three criteria, every company then gets an ESG score based out of 100. Why is this important? Well, if a company gets a good ESG score, then they are recommended then to, in, for, to institutions uh, as a company that they should look at for investment in a particular sector or 
market that the institution wants to invest in because they have a very good ESG score. And from a retail investor standpoint, there's a lot of folks now that this is important to. From a retail investment standpoint, uh, folks can then look at companies' ESG scores and then determine if it's green enough for them, if uh, they're socially responsible enough, or uh, from a corporate governance standpoint, if they're aligned with what's happening in, in the company. But that's essentially where it comes in. Now, you get your score out of 100, and I just randomly looked at some company scores. And of course, I pulled up Tesla. And Tesla had an 80 out of 100 score, which just means it's one of the higher scores. So that, that is a stock then that would be recommended to institutions, to uh, retail investors and so forth because of this, I guess, overall score, which deems them to be a good corporate citizen, which is essentially what this comes down to, being a good corporate citizen. Um, you know, some thoughts about this is, yeah, essentially, I mean, folks, uh, folks that listen to my show and that have been listening to uh, for me for, for six years and over 800 episodes know that, you know, I'm going to just share with you what I think about it straight up, no chaser. Um, but essentially it's a lot of fluff, a lot, a lot of fluff. Um, and I'll share why, I mean, it comes from this whole, um, global warming kind of philosophy, right? which have completely been debunked over and over, so much so that they had to pivot, rebrand, and pivot then into climate change, which made it more acceptable because everybody knows that the climate changes every single day. Um, Every day. Today wasn't the same as yesterday. Tomorrow is not going to be the same as today. Um, But essentially, it it comes from that, and it comes from the whole being more responsible as a corporation, um, one of the things that a lot of folks have looked at too and plays into this is uh, carbon credits um, and the whole carbon game and looking at the amount of carbon emissions a certain corporation em- emits um, and what is their carbon footprint. I'm sure that ties into the environmental of the E, of the ESG score. So um, a whole industry has been created there where every single corporation in different market sectors um, in different industries, they, they get a certain, I guess, a level of, of, of carbon that they're about, uh, emissions that they're allowed to emit. Um, and when they need to emit more than that, well, they can go into a market and purchase carbon credits, which comes from another corporation, which emits, emitted less than what they were allowed to. So they could sell the difference between the cap that they had from the amount of carbon that they were allowed to emit to what they actually emitted. So the difference then is then sold to the other company through a carbon credit marketplace. So there's a whole industry that has developed there. And by the way, that's a niche which any investor should take a look in, uh, not because it's something that you're philosophically aligned with. Uh, Like I said, this, this type of stuff is very fluffy. And for the most part, if you looked into it right with fraud, um, and scientific claims that can't be proven or haven't been peer-reviewed or doesn't, we wouldn't stand up to any criticism, so uh, the science is settled. Um, but essentially, you, you need to understand that to be a better investor and know what, what's going on in the marketplace. Um, and that's why I wanted to do this episode about ESG scores, because you do need to understand this. You need to know what it is, where it fits in. You need to understand the carbon credit market, 
um, and, and understand what's happening in that marketplace because it's going to affect the entire environment that any investor is going to operate in. So that's essentially what it is. It's are you a good corporate citizen or not? So this is, of course, now to becoming more and more mainstream, I guess. So where does this go? Well, do you think it's going to stop with corporations? Absolutely not. Um, it's already started to slowly make its way down to the individual level. What am I referring to? Well, go to your favorite search engine and type in MasterCard uh, unveils new carbon calculator tool. Now, MasterCard, payment processing company, such as Visa, they created a tool which through everything that you purchase using your MasterCard is then analyzed and they essentially are giving you a carbon score, whether or not you've been a good boy or girl when it comes to carbon. Um, so everything that you use on that, that, that card, they then can use in determining the score, and then they include it on your monthly bill. Just like uh, most credit card companies have the ability, or I guess it's a feature or an additional subscription where you can actually like add your, your credit score. So every month you get your updated credit score and then you get your, you know, um, then you get your billing statement. Well, with this, you would get your your monthly, I guess, your carbon score, where you are. Uh, and then, of course, your your billing, uh, your updated uh, billing information or your, your bill that you need to pay that month. So it's already started to go to the individual level. And I'm, I'm seeing that you'll just see this more and more. And it starts with one credit card then or or payment processor service like MasterCard, it'll roll over to Visa, uh, and then it'll just go through the banking system, right? And before you know it, that will be all connected. Um, other things will play into factors, whether it be, uh, boy, I mean, you can imagine, whether it be your political views, your friends, um, the things that you purchase, your carbon score, all that kind of stuff will all be wrapped in to give you a social credit score eventually. But first to get there, you have to start with the corporations, normalize that, that's in place. Then you kind of slowly but surely roll out this thing on an individual level. And that's where MasterCard kind of took the first step in doing this, where they're going to analyze your carbon footprint um, with your usage on your card. But eventually it will be rolled out across all of your credit cards, all of your banks, all of your social media and so forth to bring together this score whether you're, you've been a good boy or a good girl and have the right views, whether it's political views, economic views, um, or have, have the right friends, and then spend your money in the same kind of, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the manner which is um, allowable or good for the environment, for the, the social world, and, and, and so forth. Um, but anyway, so that's my take on that. What it is, ESG scores, important to understand what it is, how it works, how it affects the investment world. Um, and then also important little niche, carbon credits. Take a look at it, study it. I'm doing that. Uh, I'm learning a lot about it. Uh, regardless of what my thoughts are about that whole space, essentially, or if it's a, a line of philosophically or not, I need to know about it because I'm going to operate as an investor in this world. Uh, so learn what you can about it. 
uh, see what's going on there. It's good to need, to, good to understand that. And then also understand the chessboard, the big game that's being played here, that this is a one element. Usually it starts with something that doesn't really affect you. And then it kind of rolls down to the you and me level uh, from, from the corporate world. Uh, but then this essentially will be a way to bring about your, your social credit scores, which is on tap. Um, it, meaning, yeah, this is this is something that they've been talking about for a long time that they wanted to bring to the West. It's already in China. So this is something that is definitely on tap to bring to our world uh, in the coming years. Let me know your thoughts. Um, again, our currency is shares. And I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, we have reached so many people, uh, so many new people. So I really appreciate everyone sharing this show with family, friends, co-workers, you know, and, and people in their network that think they might find what we do here valuable. Really appreciate that. Appreciate you doing that. Um, and again, everything uh, that we do right now is, is mission and purpose driven. The information that we're sharing, uh, the uh, episodes that we're, that we're uh, uh, recording, the newsletter, I'm putting as much effort as I possibly can. Uh, from an energy standpoint in our weekly newsletter to make it one of the best places to get information right now in the investment space. Uh, so if you haven't subscribed to that, please uh, subscribe to that. Stay in touch. You're going to get information uh, that you're not going to get anywhere else. Um, and I've already gotten great feedback from a lot of folks about our newsletter. So sign up for that. Um, and then everything else is at cashflowninja.com. And again, shameless plug for my book, the 21 best cash flow niches available on Amazon or cashflowninja.com. Screenshot a proof of your purchase. Send it to my team at info cashflowninja.com and we'll give you access to all the bonus goodies, the digital version of the book, the audio version of the book, the curated library of interviews, discussing the niches and more. Uh, until next time, live infinitely. If you are interested in learning more about cash flow investing, I have compiled the 21 best cash flow investing strategies I have come across studying millionaires and billionaires for two decades and interviewing over 500 successful investors and wealth experts. You can grab the 21 cash flow investing strategy secrets at 21cashflowinvestingsecrets.com. That's 21, the number, cashflowinvestingsecrets.com.